The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to uh, 3D Friday. It's the Saints uh, Happy Hour Podcast Edition. It is free because we are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, go to JLDSharpSauce.com. They have all the hot sauces and knives you can want. They have multiple flavors. They have Puncholica, my favorite. They have Thai spice. And they have knives for Christmas season. If you have a person in your family that's a cook, that cooks or hunts, you can get the best quality handmade knives. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com. Use Saints and get 10% off of your order today. All right, I'm, I'm staring at the bottle right now, <laughs> and it's, it's Boot, and then the second order is J-O-L-O-K-I-A. So phonetically, I mean, that looks like Jolokia to me. He made you, that. You've been saying Boot, boot Jolika, but I think it's Jolokia. Yeah, I think he made that name just to torment me. Yeah, the cherry is, cherry is the best. So the Saints, they're playing on Monday. We're doing this Friday show. Um, so here's the thing I wanted to start talking about. You had a great theory about why the Saints' offensive line was so different between the first and second half. And you came to the theory after you watched the tape after the Monday show. So give the people the theory yeah. of your offensive line struggles for the Saints. Well, I'll give the disclaimer that, like, I, I don't know this is fact. I mean, I'm, I tend to overthink things and overanalyze. So uh, by, by no means am I suggesting this is a definitive thing. And But this is just a theory. And my theory goes, if you guys remember, it was pouring in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And guys weren't even out on the field because there was a tarp on the field an hour before kickoff. And we know the Saints' offensive line has been banged up. They're dealing with a lot of soft tissue stuff. And they've played you know, three games in 11 days. They've missed a lot of practice the last five or six weeks. And I just think they're pretty banged up. And when you're banged up, you need your, your routine. You know, you're stretching, you're warm-up. And I just feel like if you look at how the offensive line played early in that game, really in the first half, they just looked beat up and cold to me. And as the game wore on, you know, and by, by halfway through the third quarter, they started to dominate. And I just think it took them a while. And I think when you're on the road and you're in a different locker room and yeah. you, don't, you don't have the same equipment and it's not – you don't know the lay of the land as well, I just think they look to me like a team that was cold and didn't really get a good warm-up. And as they played their way into the game and as, you know, they kind of – worked out those kinks, then I, I just felt like they started to ascend and play better. So my theory is it was compounded by being on the road and not getting a proper warm-up, but I just felt like that that was maybe a factor in the slow start. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a rental car, right? Like everybody knows how to drive, right? But the rental car, it's not your car. You don't know how to adjust seats. The mirror is different, you know. The stereo, you don't know how your stereo is. You don't know how to get the Bluetooth working. 
you know, it's not satellite radio. you got to figure it out. And it's not like you don't know how to drive and you're going to have a massive accident or anything. But for, like, that first day for the rental car, like, it's just an adjustment period, right? Same thing yeah. with the offensive line. So I, I, the main thing is, like, and I don't mean this to imply that, like, Sean Payton isn't prepared for, like, a curveball. And he was talking earlier in the week there was going to be rain, so he knew that. But um, I, I just think, you know, the, the main takeaway here is that these are humans. These are human yeah. beings. And I know, like, we like to think they're superhuman or they're robots or whatever. And Drew Brees is about as close to a rob- robot as there is. But, you know, I, I think we have to remember, like, we're humans and we're slaves to our routines. You know, and I think when when that gets destabilized or that gets upset a little bit, it's destabilizing. And I think, you know, it's not like they couldn't play football, but I just think, you know, everything matters and everything kind of impacts how you play. And I just don't think the circumstances really set them up to play their best football to start that game. Yeah. And so the other thing on this podcast that I wanted to touch on more is a general topic uh, about the NFL I know we're saint centric, but I feel like people will, will enjoy this because look, you got three weeks left and you gotta we gotta start looking at the playoffs and looking what teams to play. But my general sense of the NFC man and, and I say this, I, I give myself full credit and I said to you this to you all <laughs> off season, I had under bets that I made and I didn't I didn't hit them all. I didn't hit Chicago. I made that before Khalil Mack, so I missed on Chicago. But I got the under on Pittsburgh ten and a half, and I got the under on Minnesota in, uh, on ten, and I have made seven hundred fifty dollars on both of those teams. Combine those two bets, so I. What, mean, made, what made you think uh, Pittsburgh was going to be under ten, dude? Because their one score luck last year was banana town, like, and that That's like I just looked at it and I was like, I'm like, they're not that much better. And their regression is going to be monstrous. And granted, I forgot the name guy's name. It's Justice Masato, I think, on Twitter. He does this, and he uses math to do the over/under. And he gave them out. And I looked at his list, and I was like, he's he put numbers to what I was thinking on two of the three. And I was like, that sounds good to me. And so I did. I did Chicago. Now in Chicago, the one thing I'll say about that is, I did it, and my wife did it in the. In the in the spring, my wife. So I didn't, my wife. So I didn't know about Mac and that sort of thing. But back to the point, like NFC, man, you're going to have the Saints and the Rams are going to make the playoffs, right? But all the others, Carolina's probably not going to make it. Atlanta's not going to make it. Philly's not going to make it. That's three. That's three of the teams, right? Um, Minnesota probably will. So, but I mean, you could have four new playoff teams in the NFC. So it's kind of not what we thought. Um, what do you what do you see? But what do you see as the biggest surprise to you in the NFC that you were like, I just didn't see that. Well, I would say the biggest surprise is just how good Chicago is, you know. And obviously, at the time going into training camp, we didn't know they would have Khalil Mack. But you know, even then, I I just didn't expect Chicago to to be this good. So, you know, that would be probably the biggest surprise. You know, Atlanta being so bad is somewhat of a surprise but like injuries can happen to anyone and you know if you if you would give if you I mean I know that anyone's exposed to having a collapse based on injuries which is kind of what happened to them so you know though I I would say the way the Redskins started the season was a big surprise to me Um, I I didn't expect Adrian Peterson to be this good and for them to kind of be as good as they were but you know they kind of normalized once uh, the injury bug hit them so 
Um, you know, those are the things that stand out to me. But, yeah, I would say, like, for me, and Chicago doing so well is the biggest. Philadelphia regressing to me is the biggest surprise of all of it. I mean, Chicago bumping up after Khalil Mack, you know, it's, it's, I'm a little surprised that they're probably going to get to, like, 11 wins. But it's not that surprising that they bumped up a little bit. But, like, to me, Philadelphia going from 13-3 to, like, 8 and 8, 9 that, and 7. That didn't surprise me much to be honest with you, because I just felt like yeah, – I, I just – I never really felt like they were so good, like in terms of just star power and players, that they were going to be able to sustain a 13-3 and record. I thought they lost some guys that, that were going to hurt them in free agency, and I knew, you know, with Carson Wentz coming back from ACL, there was just going to be an adjustment period for him. So I, I'm not going to say I expected them not to make the playoffs or be – you know, as, as mm-hmm. challenged as they've been this year, but I didn't really see them coming anywhere close to 13 and 3 again. Yeah, and see, Seattle's better too. You know, I mean, Seattle. We look. I, I was the first one. I made fun of Pete Carroll because he went and he got Brian Schottenheimer to be his offensive coordinator, and he was like, "Look, he fired him." And, he, and and Tom Cable was their offensive line coach, and that was like one of Pete Carroll's guys, and. He was like, I'm getting rid of, I'm, I'm bringing in Schottenheimer and I'm bringing in a new offensive line coach. I want to run the ball. I want to run the ball and I want to play defense and we got to get better. And I was like, man, that's not where this league is going. I thought maybe Seattle was going to collapse, you know, and be really bad. But they fixed it, dude. They lead the league in rushing. Their defense is pretty good. Russell Wilson is good, you know. And they, yeah. so, they, I mean, they're, Seattle's locked in. They're going to be the five seed, you know. Um, and so they're sort of bounced back when they've, and, and, they, and they've done it in transition like their defense I mean like all of it besides Bobby Wagner is all gone like the Legion of Boom is like literally there's no one left um you know the defensive line they got rid of Michael Bennett they got rid of Averill like their that defense is all new and they're 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 looking really good um Minnesota I I and I I will give myself credit for taking them on the under 10 but also, too, I watched them Monday night. They were the team that scared me the most as, like, a team the Saints would play. I watched them Monday night, and I'm like, no way. Their offensive line is a fucking disaster upon disaster. And the Saints, if the Saints are healthy on defense, they will eat them alive in the Superdome. Literally, Cam Jordan will take Kirk Cousins, rip him in half, and eat him during the second <laughs> quarter if they play in a playoff game. Do you think I'm incorrect? No, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I think it's easy to look at, have recency bias, look at one game and say, oh, well, this team is tough to beat. You could have said that about the Saints going into Dallas, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think he, people tend to overreact about how bad a team is after one game. But, um, no, I mean, I, listen, right now I feel confident with the Saints playing anyone at home. I mean, I really do, and I, I don't think the opponent matters. I mean, I still think, Minnesota having Thielen and mm-hmm. and Diggs and their third receiver turn. I think they've got enough firepower to still give the Saints trouble because if there's one weakness on the team, I still think it's Eli Apple. I mean, as well as he's played uh, and he's getting better every week, and so like my confidence right now in Apple is sky high. Um, but I, I just think if there's one place you can still beat the Saints, it might be deep throws. Yeah, and so, you know, if, if there's a team that I think has a number two receiver and a quarterback that can push the ball down the field, it's Minnesota more than anyone else. 
You know, and 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 they're not making the playoffs, but I'm real. And, and obviously, when the Saints are winning and Atlanta's terrible, it's just a wonderful, wonderful football season, right? Yeah. But but my thing with Atlanta, and I, I might get one of their bloggers to come talk to us, is the thing with Atlanta is Dan Quinn is a defensive guy, and he's really never fixed their defense, and now their offense has really regressed the last month, and he's not an offensive guy, and I think part of that reason is like. Whenever the Saints were bad on defense and they were going seven and nine, like Sean Payton, for all the struggles the Saints had on defense, we never once were like, you know what, Sean Payton is not doing this. This offense is no good. They need a new voice. They need a new. We occasionally would be like, well, maybe if you, were listening, if you were listening to Saints on Twitter through the first half of uh, Saints fans on Twitter through the first half of the Tampa game, you wouldn't be saying this. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah. No, but, but I mean, that's the thing with Sean Payton. Like, he was an offensive guy, right? We would argue that yeah. he doesn't need to call the plays, maybe. But there was never any doubt that the Saints were cutting edge and their offense was rolling. Dan yeah. Quinn, man, he's not an offensive guy. So he doesn't probably really know how to fix what fails in the offense, man. I don't mean fire him, even if they would end up 12 or 5 or whatever they might. But I'm telling you, next well, the, year. The shocking thing about Atlanta, I don't know if you've seen these stats, but like Jake Matthews and Alex Mack are pretty good players. I mean, they've got two guys on their offensive line that are, I think, very solid players, despite the fact that they have two guys that are very good. Matt Ryan, now Matt Ryan gets the ball out quick. I mean, he I've always yeah. kind of evaluated him and viewed him as a quarterback that gets the ball out pretty quickly. He has been hit over 100 times this year, Ralph. He is mm-hmm. the most over like the last six weeks of the season. He's been hit like 52 times, and it's the most in the league. And with the amount of quickness that he gets the ball out, if he's getting hit that quickly, it means the offensive line plays a calamity. And you know, I think part of it obviously is Devontae Freeman getting hurt, and Kevin Coleman just really hasn't stepped up, and he hasn't played well. So Atlanta has no running game, and they're behind in a lot of games. You know, they're throwing every play, and it's why Matt Ryan is, you know, not doing as well. But I just think Atlanta right now, the offensive line play is is absolute garbage for them. Yeah, and I mean, it's true, but I think Dan Quinn will be on a very hot seat next year. Like he could, he he'll be fine if they if they kind of bounce back next year and go eight and eight or better. But if they have another losing year, like I think they may kick him out and they may be like, "Look, we man, what a, get... what a difference a year makes, man." Yeah, and I think I think Ron Rivera is gone. I think I think Carolina is going to fumigate that place, and he's going to be all uh, you know. There. And, and I'm I'm glad honestly. I'm glad to get Rivera and Quinn out of there because they're both good coaches. And I know it's easy to say like. You know, oh, well, th- this isn't happening, this isn't happening. But, like, ha- half of our listeners, if not more, wanted Sean Payton fired after the 3-7-9 and nine season. And, you know, the reality here is that, like, you can't keep winning forever. And it's amazing to me, like, you know, your roster atrophies, you got to reload. And, and the Saints reloaded, and now they have a lot of talent again, and they're winning again because Sean Payton is using this young talent and making them into superstars. And, I just think, like, sometimes you're, you're, it's, it's not always going to be successful. And, you know, if you have a good coach, I think you ride it out and you give them a chance to reload with new players and, and kind of build mm-hmm. back and get back. And I just think Rivera and, you know, the Saints, I mean, they're, they're unfortunate, you know, the Falcons and the and the Bucks and the Panthers, that they play in a division that's been so competitive that has yeah. such such good teams in it. But, like, 
I, I, if I were those teams, I would keep those coaches, and I would try to reload and give them a chance to rebuild. Um, I think it's a mistake to fire those guys. Yeah, and I'll say this. The Saints, they really – granted, we don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl this year or next year, but their window, they have this year and next year. They don't have to start paying all these young kids until after next year. You know, so they're pretty much set up for another really good year next year. So it'll be and it will be really interesting. Like it would be it would be fantastic if the South would become like the AFC East and just a calamity and the Saints could rule that thing for like a five year window. You yeah. know? It would yeah. be great. So one thing I want before we get go further, I wanna remind people if you're a patron and you have paid three dollars and twenty eight cents to get the magnet Please email me your address. We have like almost 90 people that are scheduled to get the magnet, but I only have about 55 of you people's addresses. Podbean doesn't make you give it. Patron does. So if you're, if you're, if you haven't given it to me, either email me at, at, at Saints Happy Hour, Saints Happy Hour at gmail.com or DM the, the Saints Happy Hour Twitter account and send us your address. Because I want to make sure you all get the magnets, but I can't send them to you if I don't got your address. So that's a that's a housekeeping note. So I guess the final thing, like how do you see the NFC? How do you see it finishing the last three weeks? And how do you see what do you who do you see as the playoff teams? Yeah, I mean, I still think it's it's a tough road for the Saints because you got three games against three tough teams, I and mean, I don't care how Carolina's playing right now, and I know. Cam Newton looks awful, but, you know, they still have to play him on the road on Monday night in front of a national audience. And, you know, Pittsburgh is a tough team no matter what, even if they're not playing well. So, uh, you know, the Saints are going to have to win out. I fully expect the Rams to win out. So if they want uh, home field advantage, they're going to have to close it out with three wins. I think they can do it, but, you know, I, I still think – if they slip up once and they end up 13-3, and three, it's still a fantastic season, you know, and I'd still be happy mm-hmm. with the bye. I I just, I don't know, maybe I'm, it's a pessimist in me, but I think it's a tall order. I think the Saints in the year 13-3. and three. Not to go get mm-hmm. that two seed. I think the Bears coast to the three seed, um, you know, and so then the wild cards, uh, you know, Dallas will win their division, of course, and then um, I think the wild cards will come down to – Obviously Seattle, and I think Minnesota, you know, ends up getting that last spot. So, you know, that, that that's the wild cards. Uh, you know, Minnesota going into the playoffs in Seattle, uh, I think they're both capable of knocking off the Bears like Cowboys. So, uh, you know, the thing I'd say about wild card weekend is kind of expect the unexpected. Um, ultimately, I think it'll be Saints and Rams, hopefully in New Orleans, maybe in L.A., but um, I, I still think the Saints are the favorite to get to the Super Bowl either way. Yeah, I mean, um, I am. Um, I'm. Pro- I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a surprising prediction to you. I think the. I think it's gonna be Saints. I think it's gonna be Saints one, Rams two, Bears three, Dallas four, Seattle five, and I'm gonna give you a shocker at six. Looking at Green Bay's schedule, their schedule is really easy. I think Green Bay is going to get to eight, seven, and one, and get in. And and I'm not saying they're a threat or anything like that. I just think they're going to get to eight, seven, and one because their schedule, Andrew, is 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 Bears, Bears, Jets, Lions. You know, and and I know the Bears are tough at home and, and all that, but they haven't. They don't beat Aaron Rodgers in the 
and until they do it, I don't believe they can. I think the the pack there's always like one you know, there's always like one weird playoff team that gets in, right? That's like just you're like, How? Like remember last year like Tennessee got in and everybody was like, Oh, how the hell did that happen? And they ended up winning the games. I don't know if Green Bay will do that. But I just think that's gonna be a weird I think Green Bay is gonna be my weird So they, they they probably go to Dallas. Do you think they win at Dallas in the playoffs? No. I think Dallas would beat them. I think Dallas people would be petrified though because of it. You, like you would, you would always, as a fan, you would always be petrified because you just worry that like Aaron Rodgers could just go super inferno and burn your season to the ground. Even though it's, you know that it's not likely to happen, but it would, you know what I'm saying? It would just, yeah. it would just scare, it would just scare you, you know? Yeah. So, so that's my, that's my prediction. And, and look, the NFC man is, it's. It's it's just you know the play the playoff teams are shuffled in and out. Um, you know, to me, the best case scenario would be if the Rams would slip up, but they're scared. I mean, I just don't. I mean, they play Philadelphia this week, so it's. I mean, I guess it's it's possible, but you know, so so basically, we'll be rooting Sunday night if they if if the, if the Rams win. If the Rams would lose Sunday night to Philly, and the Saints would beat Carolina, they could be playing to lock it in Sunday against the Steelers, you know, yeah. and they could yeah. win the next two. They could win the next two and they could end, they, you, and you could be right. Your 13 and three prediction could be right. But if it's all locked in, like they ain't playing nobody that last week, which would yeah. probably be fantastic. But yeah. um, I mean, the NFC playoff picture, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And look, the first weekend of wild card games is always great. But it is so much fun when you have a bye. I have to say, 2006 and 2009, when the Saints had byes, that first playoff weekend, Andrew, is so magical because it's no pressure, and you're just watching games to see who you will play. You're, you're, rooting, you're rooting for injuries. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, the best part is that because that's who people are watching, the media starts to toss themselves into believing Yes, that they can beat the idle team. So that's that's the best part is that your guys are nursing injuries sitting at home, listening to the media talk about how they can be beat by this team that's getting beat up mm-hmm. and in the cold, you know, and then they come to the Superdome the following week and the Saints always win. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. The, the, the motto of the, of the bye week should be, I don't care who wins as long as the game goes to overtime. <laughs> that, that, that should be that should be our rooting interest. So everybody, you got this free because of JLD Hot Sauce. Go to jldsharpsauce.com and you use the code Saints to get ten percent off ten percent of the off off your order. You got it free because they sponsor the Friday freebie. All right, for Andrew, for Ralph, uh, we'll see you Monday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> 